Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lost World Museum podcast. My name is John Adolfi, and today we're going to talk about Goliath. People love the subject of Goliath because he's such an incredible character in the Old Testament. He is a giant, and we're going to talk about the eight gigantic Goliath facts. Yeah, that's right. We assembled them all on one sheet, and it's a report that we have by that name. I'll make that report available to you now and also at the end of the podcast. All you got to do is just email me, lostworldmuseum at gmail.com, and say, John, give me the eight gigantic Goliath facts <laughs> or Goliath report, either way. All right, let's talk about Goliath. Why is he so special? Well, one, we have quite a bit of information about him. Um, not so much his background. We know he was a Philistine and he had um, three sons, one brother. The understanding is that they were all giants as well, too. And he also, um, it's assumed, and, and I have no problem with that assumption, that he was a, he was a warrior, I mean, all of his life. I don't know how old he was when he met David in battle, but whether he was 20 years old or 40 years old, nevertheless, he was an experienced fighter. I imagine that he wasn't any teenager. And he was a mature person. He wanted a challenge. Now, the idea when they squared off between Israel on one side of a hill or mountain and, and the Philistines on the other is that they would meet at the valley, and they would fight one person, one-on-one. -on -one. Whoever won, the other army would have to surrender to them. They're big stakes, and they sent their best. Their best was Goliath. Now, Goliath was big, and I'm going to go into what he wore, how tall he was, some of the controversy behind uh, Goliath as far as his physical abilities and what gave David the ability to defeat him. <clears throat> so Goliath, uh, following the customs of that time, when you had or were following a pagan god, it was their custom when they went to battle to curse the other person's god. The better off, the better that you won the upper hand in the curse battle, the verbal curse battle, um, the better you were going into battle because basically if you curse their God better, you won. So that's exactly what Goliath was doing. Morning and evening, he would go out for whatever period of time and he would challenge them. He would curse their gods by his gods or curse the God of, of Israel with his gods. And nobody responded. This goes on for six months long weeks. Even Saul was afraid of him. And Saul was the first king of Israel. So this goes on for six weeks. David, in the meantime, uh, is a shepherd. Shepherd boy, shepherd young. And they figure he's anywhere between 15 years old to 19 years old. And his father sent him to the front and to bring some food for his brothers. He had seven brothers. So David is, is an obedient young man, and he, you know, left and went to the front. As soon as he got there, one of his brothers thought he was just there to cause trouble. They were not, I don't think they were too kind to David. I think 
he was a good-looking lad. He had a right character. And they weren't, I, I think they just, and anyways, you know how it is in families, you know, the youngest is just like, get away, kid. <laughs> so David comes there and he's, 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 he walks into really what this, this giant screaming at the top of his lungs, cursing out the God of heaven. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Interesting, huh? What he basically was saying was, this guy is a pagan who follows false gods. We follow the living God. What's the problem? Well, the problem is, is that Goliath was immense. Now, let's talk about that for a second, because there's some controversy as to how big Goliath really was. There are some measurements that we are given, and then we're given actually a, an idea of how much larger Saul was from that is the first king of Israel, from the other men. Just for the sake, you know, the average man's size today is about five foot ten. Women about five foot four. Okay. Now, people make all sorts of predictions, assumptions, measurements, whatever, as far as how big people were during the medieval times or whatever. Just for the sake of discussion, let's say we'll go on the small side and say that the average Israelite was five foot six. Okay. I'm just going to use that. Well, <clears throat> hold on to that thought just for a second, because we're going to get back to Saul. But well, let's talk about Goliath. Then we'll talk about Saul. Goliath is six cubits in a span. All right. A cubit is, at the very least, the Hebrew cubit. And there are cubits that are slightly less than that, but not very popular. Um, 18 inches. A span is approximately, well, the, the distance between your thumb and finger. If you were to splay out your hand, some say it's seven inches. Others say it's no more than nine inches. So Goliath is around nine feet, nine inches tall, six cubits. Each cubit's a foot and a half. You can do the math there and a span, nine feet, nine inches. Okay. That's the minimum. <laughs> you use the royal cubit and it's very likely that when David wrote um, this account in the book of Samuel that he may have been using the royal cubit. Now you inch that, sorry, forgive the pun, if you inch that cubit up to 20, 21 or 22 inches, now you're looking at 10 and a half feet to 11 and a quarter feet tall. There's a big difference. I'm six foot two and I know somebody at church who's six eight. And although I'm a little slightly larger frame than him, I have to look up at him and he's only six inches taller than me. <laughs> Critics say that because the Septuagint and the Talmud both say four cubits in a span, that means that Goliath is no more than six foot nine. Okay. Let's go back to the average Israelite. Say five foot six. Saul was a head above the average Israelite. That means that Saul can be Somewhere in the neighborhood, a six four to six six, and Saul's afraid of a six foot nine man. I doubt it. But Saul could be afraid of an eleven foot man. Got to remember, it's not just almost twice as tall, or it is almost twice as tall for the Israelite, not for Saul. But they're wider. Goliath would be wider, thicker. 
you know, uh, depth wise. I mean, it isn't just that much, that many more inches or feet taller. It is exponential. And that's what's intimidating. He was intimidating. Now, the other thing is they say the reason why Goliath was so big and the reason why he, he fell so quickly to David is that he had a pituitary problem. And that pituitary gland, acromegaly, uh, is the condition, uh, made him grow that tall. Now, we know Robert Wadlow at 8 foot 11 had that, and many of the giants do. But, you know, there is such a thing, and we won't go into it uh, today, as a genetic giant. That is a normal person who just happens to be large. We believe that Goliath, a leftover in regards to height from the flood, meaning that people before the flood and afterwards for a while, were tall, meaning that the, the, this is just the theory, okay, that humans were originally taller before the worldwide flood. Goliath was a genetic holdover. That genetic information was, all, was, was, was there. His parents possessed it, and he uh, was the benefit, beneficiary of that. Now, the reason why we say that is because of the following. Oh, and also in these documentaries or these uh, the critics trying to understand naturally how a young boy could have defeated a six, even a six foot nine man was that the pituitary gland that was diseased, according to um, their understanding or their assumption here, uh, it also gave him nearsightedness or blurry vision or it affected his vision. So there is another strike against him. So an acromegalic individual typically is weak, needs a cane or braces or both, or just isn't doing very well physically as they uh, grow up. And as they are in adulthood, they don't fare very well. And that was Goliath's problem, the critics say. Uh-uh-uh. You don't put somebody out there that's diseased, even if they look tall, who are is actually weak and and nearsighted. Uh uh-uh. uh. I wouldn't bet the entire army of the Philistines on someone like that unless they weren't, that they had full function of everything. He was eleven feet, let's just say eleven feet tall, and was pure, you know, testosterone and was a genetic giant ready ready to do battle that he had done many times and was extremely experienced. This is what the Israelites were up against. Now, let's talk about his armor. Because really, you have a one-man wrecking machine, basically. Goliath had chainmail or some kind of exterior torso protectant made out of brass that was 125 pounds heavy. He had a brass helmet, and he had a pair of brass shin guards. He had a a javelin for long-distance fighting. He had a spear, which would have been mid-distance, and then a sword for close-up. His spear, they said, was the thickness of the wooden handle, was the thickness of a weaver's beam. That could be anywhere between two to three inches in diameter. The head of it was made of iron, and it weighed 15 pounds. Now, I've had the opportunity to hold in my hand a replica of best they can figure out of what a Goliath spear would be like. It weighed over 30 pounds, and I'm telling you, it was hefty. 
It was approximately 12 feet tall. The, the, the beam itself, the wooden beam or the pole, was about 10 feet. And then another foot and a half to two feet for the iron, uh, you know, the iron blade or point. Uh, it's intimidating. And if somebody is super strong and tall, uh, you would never want to get anywhere near something like that. So this is what he wore. He also had a shield bearer. Now, he may have had a small shield on himself for in-close fighting, but a shield bearer had a larger rectangle, very uh, heavy-duty shield, and he had a guy that just all he did was just bared the shield. Now, some have said that in battle that they could push people out of the way and then Goliath could spear them or hit or, or, or um, thrust his sword while the shield bearer is pushing people with his huge shield in front of him. Or he just held on to it until Goliath needed it. Nevertheless, he was there with Goliath standing there in front of David. David goes down to do battle and David said, listen, he said to King Saul, I can do this. He said, I once killed a bear and a lion with my bare hands just so that he could protect the flock. Um, he says, I'm not going to have a problem with this guy. So he meets him. He has five smooth stones in his pouch and a sling. That's it. No armor, no anything. And when Goliath takes one look at him, he's he laughs, but he's angry at the same time because he's insulted that they would they would they would have this good-looking lad, young person, in front of him to do battle. It was an insult. It's like, give me somebody worthy. David and him had words. And basically, David told him what he was going to do. He says, I'm going to defeat you and cut your head off. That's it. That really angered Goliath. He would tried his best, too, to verbally uh, put a barrage on him. But it wasn't going to do anything to intimidate David. David was not intimidated or to be intimidated at all. Now, what's interesting is when both men were done with their verbal sparring, so to speak, and it was time to do battle, a lot of the pictures depict David just standing there whizzing the, um, his sling, let's say, uh, you know, beside himself or above his head. That's not how it went. Goliath started to forge ahead, but David put the rock in his sling and he ran. So they must have been at some distance apart. He ran towards the giant, ran top speed while he's whizzing this sling above his head, releases it. And the rock at whatever, hundred miles an hour, I'm not sure how fast those things go, sinks right into the giant's forehead how do you think he felt getting, talk about getting off guard. I don't even know if he had even chance to even think about it for even a split second, but it slammed right into his head. He went crashing to the ground. David didn't miss a beat. He continued his run towards the giant, grabbed the giant's sword and beheaded him. And the, the, the Israelites were stunned. Could you imagine what the Philistines were thinking? They took off running and, and the Israelite army was in hot pursuit. David defeated a giant, a five foot, let's say he was five foot four, say 17, 18 years old, maybe a buck 35 in weight against an 11 foot, maybe 800 pound warrior. What an incredible story, incredible story. And it also feeds the imagination, provides just a little bit of, of, um, insight into what a giant 
is like. Good old Goliath. For those of you that would like to get my report called The Eight Gigantic Goliath Facts, just go ahead and email us, lostworldmuseum at gmail.com. If you'd like to text us when we release a, um, a podcast or a new video or when we go live um, on TikTok or uh, YouTube, or release a new video on YouTube, text us. Let me give you my text number. It is 315-509-9075. And again, that's 315-509-9075. And it is a free service that we provide. You can you can text us for the report, and we'll get that to you, the eight gigantic Goliath facts, or just email us, lostworldmuseum at gmail.com. I am John Adolfi. Thank you for very much for listening to our broadcast today, and you guys have a wonderful day.